Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on from the technical to the emotional and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode and if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Before you make your first game, stop and Listen to this episode to the end because there are some things you need to know, okay? These are three things that you need to know before starting your game. Number one, you're going to hate it. (laughs) I obviously can only speak from my own experience and what I've heard from other devs, right? But whether you're working on a smaller game or a larger game, there is a strong chance that at some point during development, you are going to absolutely and completely feel like you hate your game. And this is a very, very important stage in your development to watch out for because it's really, really easy to quit your project when you reach this point. And what I'd say to this is try to view this from an objective point of view, which is hard to do, I know. But if you're struggling with it, what can help is writing down why you feel like you hate your game. You might actually find that you hate your game for a valid reason and maybe something about the design needs to change before you get too far. That's a really crucial piece of information to know as early as possible. Or, on the other hand, you might feel like you hate it because it's grown a little stale, or because of the constant bugs that pop up, or it feels boring to you. And there's only so many times that I can playtest my game and see bug after bug after bug, and not just want to throw my hands up and be like, this game's a piece of shit, I'm done. (laughs) So that's very, very understandable, but bugs can be fixed. I often have a long list of known bugs that I keep track of and I'll continue working on other things for a while and then occasionally I will switch gears to bug squashing mode and tackle all of them or a lot of them all at once because hunting down every little bug every time you find one can make your work very unfocused and less effective, especially if your focus at that time is adding more content to your game. So in that scenario, bugs really shouldn't matter when you view your game as a whole because bugs are temporary. So keep that in mind, right? The feeling will very likely pop up. If it does, try to see if something in your game actually needs to be changed or are you just too close to it and maybe you can't see the forest for the trees. Okay, number two is it's going to feel like a house of cards. So if you're like me and you have not been in this industry for decades and decades, then chances are the further into development you get, the more it's going to feel like your game is slapped together with tape and glue and like the smallest thing will make it all come crumbling down. And I feel like it's important for all of you listening right now to just know that other devs feel like this, okay? Because when you feel like you're the only one with this issue, you're going to constantly be second guessing yourself. So you're not the only one, okay? That's the first thing. And despite your best attempt to follow all the best coding practices and the best design practices and all of that, it still feels like one little thing can break your entire game. And I think that a lot of this just boils down to perspective. Like how many unpolished pre-alpha version games have you played in your entire life besides your own, right? Usually, when you play a video game, it's polished, it's nice, everything works. And this will not be the case when you are playtesting your game, not for 99.9% of the development process. It's like reading a book before it's been edited and comparing it to New York Times bestsellers. It just doesn't really make sense. 
So keep that in mind. It's normal. But I do believe that the longer you do this, the more experienced you get. And the more you learn about industry best practices, that's going to help negate some of this for you, okay? Because those things do exist to help you build a stable game that's modular and easily tweakable. But I don't think the feeling ever goes away entirely. Number three, some other people are also going to hate your game, okay? And this is not to depress you, it's just a fact. If you're a game developer, then you are an artist. And art, and how good it is, is subject to people and their personal preferences. Obviously strive to make the best game that you can, right? Obviously. But if you find it fun, some other people are going to find it fun too. Hollow Knight, one of my favorite games, has some really, really crappy reviews on their Steam page. I've seen comments calling it a walking simulator, among many, many other things. Now, I disagree with that comment, but the point is everyone will view your game differently. And the point is not everyone will like it. And that's why when it comes to gathering feedback on your game, it's important to know, is this person giving me feedback in my target market? Do they even enjoy this genre of game? And then gather enough data to know where you really stand, meaning get feedback from multiple sources. Because feedback from one or two people really doesn't mean a whole lot, okay? If 20 people are criticizing the same one thing in your game, then it's very likely that that one thing is actually a problem that needs to be changed or fixed. But if it's just one person then it might just be a preference issue. And we're not talking about bugs here, right? We're talking about certain design decisions with your game. Bugs obviously need to be fixed. So Hollow Knight is hard, okay? It's a difficult game. And some people just plain don't enjoy playing hard games. Not everyone enjoys exploring really huge worlds and trying to figure out where in the hell to go next. Not everyone likes 2D games. And apparently contact damage frustrates some people as well. You get it, right? Some design decisions that you make that are core to how your game works, it's going to frustrate some people. And that's okay. If you are a AAA studio, what you're trying to do is smooth out your experience and make it enjoyable for as many people as possible. But when you are an indie, you can make different games that speak more to a smaller audience. And that's a good thing. That smaller audience will remember and love your game. Silk Song, the very, very anticipated sequel to Hollow Knight, was announced with a full-blown trailer and private demo way back in 2019, and it's the number two most wishlisted game on Steam as of the time that I'm writing this, right? Still, four years later, they've released so little news over the years, and yet the game will break the internet when it launches. And that's because people loved the original so, so much. So just remember, it's okay and normal even to hate your game at some point during development. It's going to feel like a house of cards while it's coming together, and not everyone will love it. All of these things are just a natural part of the game development process, and if you stick with it, you'll have a finished game that you can be proud of that some people are going to love. And that's all I got. If you love this episode and if you haven't already left a rating and review, Please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much.